The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you're listening to the podcast, it's Friday, October 7th. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. It is Thursday, October 6th, and this is a picks slash best bets show. We're no longer going to be starting at 115. We're going to move to one o'clock for the best bet show. It's on me. I'll take that L. Joining just me. like NC's, just like NC State did. Come on. <laughs> you started, you texted me as soon as that game ended. <laughs> you didn't respond to it. No, no. Go Tar Heels. Boy, I hate my job. I hate my coworkers. I hate my job. Uh, joining me to do best bets, Pete Briscoe and RJ White. What's up, fellas? Um, Pete, happy belated birthday to you. 50 is amazing. Is that 85? Is that, you said 85? <laughs> no, I've turned 50 for 12 straight years. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are the most youthful 82-year-old I've ever met. I'm not 82. My dad's 87. He's the most youth, youthful 87-year-old you've ever met. I believe that, actually. Oh, yeah. RJ, if you had to guess how old Pete was without knowing Pete, how, how old would you guess? 50. See? Smart. Pete's a powerful man in this company. And, and, but here's the other one. How, 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 how old do I act? Ah, 25? <laughs> maybe, maybe 18? <laughs> Even lower, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> depends on when, you get, when, when, when they get you, I guess. Um, all right, let's dive in. We got we got we're Pete's, Pete's time is important. He's only got a short. RJ's got a meeting coming up. RJ's got a meeting. Pete only has a, a certain amount of time left on this planet, so let's get to it. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, we are going to start with our picks record. That's right. Pete three and two, week four, Thank won you. the week. I'm three and three. Oh, four and three. one for me. Wow, that's really impressive. Oh, impressive. four and one. So, so North Carolina State, Will Brinson, all loser. 
Uh, yep. We lost. It was tough. We, I was down there. It could be worse. It could be Arizona State football, so it could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. You, what was it doing? You fired your coach on the field? Yeah, I w- they should have fired him before the season is what they should have done. Yeah. Well, the problem is the, G- the AD is his old, um, his old agent. It's his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ray Anderson. But, but, but uh, back to college football real quick. Look, you'll be going to a December bowl game as usual. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, we can still go to a New Year's Six. We got to do RJ, 15 and 10. Pete, 13 and 10. Me, 8, 13 and 1. Ew, nasty, gross. Um, Giants and Packers. London, 9.30 a.m. First time Aaron Rodgers ever played football outside of America, I believe. Right? Or That we know of. Right. Legal. First time we ever played NFL football outside of America. The line is 8, Pete. Over-under is 41. The implication is that the Packers will blow out the, the Giants. Do you think that happens on NFL Network uh, at night? This is a hard. This is a hard game for me at that number. It really is. I, I, I think the Packers are the better team. Here's the problem: the Giants run the ball. Packers aren't great against the run. But I'm not taking the eight either. I would take the Packers here or nothing. Um, but I, my lean is to the Packers at minus eight. Depending, you know, the quarterback situation in New York is a mess. It looks like Jones is going to play, but. How healthy will it be? So I'll take the Packers minus the points. Yeah, P made a good point about the rush offense where Giants excel, um, matching up well against the Green Bay defense. Um, but the Giants offense already 32nd in pass yards per play. So even if it is Jones, it's going to be difficult to backdoor cover because they just can't, you know, get those chunk plays with their offense and whoever's playing receiver for them. You know, they they uh, lost Kenny Galladay to injury, it looks like. So now they're the exact same amount of shorthanded at receiver as they always are because he hasn't done anything. Um, I'm surprised how poorly Rodgers played in the first half against New England, but he got it together eventually. This is going to be the best offense the Giants have faced by far. So unless Rodgers falls flat in the first half again, which I guess is possible playing at that weird time, um, Green Bay is going to run, run away with it. So I'm like like Pete. I, you know, I'm a little hesitant to play the minus eight, even though if Jones is ruled out, I definitely think eight is the value uh, playing the Packers. So I teased it down through the seven and the three and made Green Bay minus two the first leg of my teaser. I like that move. I actually had a first time ever on the uh, Pick Six podcast. I have a teaser and on this pod that that's where that's where O four and one will get you. O four and one. I was desperate for putting one in last week, so this is desperation for right, you. Right, I'm telling you that I'm de- yeah, I'm desperate. Clemson. Welcome to the teaser club, guys. Yeah, I know. God, it's it's good to be here. I, I do think that's a good uh, that's a good teaser leg. It's also nice to like, you know, nine thirty a.m. Sunday gets first. Uh, you know, you get the first leg of a teaser. Like if if you get it, and I think I think. I think the Packers will win. The, the London games are so hard just because it's like, like no one on Green Bay has ever done this because the Packers have never traveled to London. So like, we, I mean, we presume that they'll be fine, but that's a, that's a lot of travel. It could do weird stuff to your body. Um, I, I take the Packers against the spread uh, for, for the site. I, I don't feel particularly great about it. Um, by the way, Pete, you and I have the same overall record. Fun. I've had two bad weeks. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I, it's embarrassing, I, Pete. It, it really is humiliating. Um, I'll take the Packers just because I, I don't think the Giants have a great opportunity to come back uh, if they get down. And I think that Green Bay will be able to run the ball effectively uh, down their throat. And so I will I will take the Packers against spread, but not a best bet. Moving on to the next game, the Dolphins. Despite no Tua Tagovailoa. 
Maybe they ruled him out on Monday. How thoughtful and uh, you know uh, forward-thinking by the Dolphins to rule him out on Monday? They're not gonna looking look. out for his health. They really, they really are. It's very impressive well, how Tua needs to look out for his own health too. He does. Well, I mean, player. yeah, but like you can't ask players to. Sure, you can. Can you? Sure. So you, you, you. What I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that at some point a player has to be held accountable for himself. I can't go. My head hurts. I'm not playing. My head hurts. It goes against the grain. Of, it goes against the grain of what the what's inside most players. So I get it. But it, you know, if the team's not going to protect you, you have to protect yourself. I don't disagree with that thought process, but like. The team's got to be better about it. I mean, then you're Antonio so Brown retiring on the field. Yeah, running out of the stadium. Pete, 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 you would be Antonio Brown if you played professional football. No, I would not. It's a diva, lunatic. No, I would not. I would not. I would not be a diva. I would not be a diva. <laughs> you know what a diva is? Diva is the guy who shows up 15 minutes after he's supposed to show up. That's a diva. I'm sorry. I had it. I had it set for one fifteen. I thought we were. Going to I, didn't, I didn't see that you acknowledged the email. I'm sorry. That's my. It's it's on me. It's on me. I did. Yeah, I heard it. Um. All right, but in this game, I, I, look. The no, it's minus favorite. three. The line. It's actually minus three and a half now on on Caesars. But we're we're taking it three. It was five and a half when Tua was in three or three and a half now that Teddy Bridgewater's playing. I'm taking the Jets. I think they win this game outright. Uh, Miami. Uh, look, Teddy Bridgewater is okay. That's a thousand bucks for charity. If, uh, you know what Brady Quinn said, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but but I think the Jets will win this game. I, I just Miami has done little on defense. They're not they don't rush. The, they're twenty eighth in pass rush, which is terrible. I thought they'd be better than that. Uh, I think Teddy's serviceable. Um, and I don't look. I'm not a big believer in how good the Jets are either. Even if they get win this game, but I just think this is a bad spot for Miami. This is the first time they're going to face real adversity. And on the quarterback, back-to-back road games. I know they're rested because they played on Thursday, but I, I'm going to take the Jets at home. I think Zach Wilson showed me something in, in the last drive against uh, – in the last quarter against um, Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take the Jets to win the game. So give me three and a half. I'll take it. Best bet. On board with everything Pete said. I think you may be reading my notes somehow. Um, I have lean Jets plus three. Zach Wilson, uneven debut, thought he would come in rusty. He did look rusty. It wasn't a great game for him. Did turn it on in the fourth quarter, though, and got the win. Uh, and they could so he could succeed here against this Miami defense. That is pretty mediocre. I thought they were going to be better than this. Miami struggles to run the ball, and the Jets have a great run defense. So it is going to be all on Teddy. And he's a capable backup, but I think the ceiling of the pass offense is lowered with him at quarterback versus Tua. I think then the fact that this number is only two, two and a half points off the look ahead tells you that people are perceiving there's not that big of a gap between Tua and Teddy. And I think that's kind of unfair to Tua and his talent, his decision-making and how good he is at the things that maybe aren't physically there, but like he's just a master decision-maker. He's always going to put the ball in the right place. So I think that we're giving, not giving him enough credit by putting this line at three and a half. Um, if it was three and a half for the podcast, I'd probably have the Jets in as a best bet. I think Elijah Vera Tucker did a great job at left tackle. I don't know if Pete has any thoughts on that, but they needed a left tackle. So when they put him at tackle, I was like, oh my God, he's about to get hurt now for the year because that's just what happens with Jets tackles, but uh, he went in there. He held the zone. It's really good to have a guy with that kind of versatility. You can move over. So I don't know if he's going to play in this game. I know Dwayne Brown was designated to return off injured reserve. Maybe he's able to get back eventually, but um, you know, I like having him there and I think the Jets offense will be better moving forward. So three and a half, I make it a play at three where we have it. It's just a lean for me. I haven't watched the tape of that game yet, but watching the game itself, you're right. He did look like he did a really nice job. He's, I mean, he's a tackle. That's what he was at USC. Mm-hmm. Would that be wild if that, like, that's how they solved their left tackle problem? Like, it stumbled into, you know, I mean, he's a pretty good guard, he's a pretty good guard too, though. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but it, you could play Makai Becton at right tackle, and he'd probably be – I mean, like, he wouldn't be terrible at the position, I don't think, just because, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's so physical he could get – or, you could, I mean, you probably play him at guard, honestly. If you, I mean, if, 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 if Barry Tucker became your left tackle is what I'm saying. Well, it was supposed to be Becton at right tackle and Fant at left tackle, and then, um, and then right. Becton gets hurt, so they had to move Fant and sign Dwayne Brown to play left tackle. Then Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, Brown gets hurt, back. and then they got to move Fant back, and then Fant gets talking, hurt. You're talking about for the future. And, yeah, yeah, for the future. And then they put Mitchell at left tackle, and he gets hurt. So then, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so – I'm know. just saying, like, if you, if you actually stumbled into a future left tackle, a starting left tackle – not the worst. Who you drafted in the first round? Trade up for not the worst in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the Dolphins against the spread, and I, I don't feel good about it. I think Pete's the only one. JLC hadn't put his picks in, but looking at the, um, yeah. Anyway, he hadn't put his picks in, but Pete, you're the only one with the Jets against the spread. I kind of want to flip to the Jets. Congrats on the Dolphins. He's copying our paper, RJ. <laughs> I'll stay with the Dolphins. Whatever. Um, I don't like it. No best bet on this game for me. Moving along, Steelers at the. I mean, I, I think Teddy will be fine. I think Teddy's a good play at DFS. Teddy, Teddy, I think Teddy, Ty, uh, Teddy targeted Tyreek. Say that five times fast. Uh, I believe like six or seven times, like immediately upon coming in. Yeah, he, he, also really targeted, he also targeted. He also targeted Jesse Bates too. Or no, not Jesse Bates. Oh! it's funny because the issue with teddy is like downfield i don't trust him as much but in this offense like you don't need to be downfield you know they're going to get guys open in the mid-range and let them run after the catch anyway so maybe it doesn't even matter teddy can just you gotta admit you gotta admit his last pass that that von bell picked off that kind of got just washed away because of all the tua talk Mm -hmm. yeah you see teddy's hat the largest hat I've ever seen in my life. I love Teddy. Teddy's one of the best guys he's, in this league. Yeah, he's the a, nicest he's guy. He's a human being. He's one of the best guys in this league. So, and came back. I, mean, I, I, I don't. I think Teddy's for this offense and this team. Teddy's a very good backup. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Jets, Jets are not a great football team. Steelers at the Bills. Bills minus fourteen. This is, as I'm sure you read, I read a forty-six and a half. This is the uh, the first time. In the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that they have been a fourteen-point underdog. They've never been a fourteen-point. That can't underdog. be. That can't be true. You wouldn't think so. No, because they were terrible early in their history. That can't be true. That people weren't gambling in the in the fifties. It, it was invented. It was invented. It was invented in the nineteen nineties. Pete. That can't be true. I don't. Where you saw that? That can't be true. They were I got terrible. A sports alert for it, and I've, I mean, it's on our. Uh, all right, fine. I'll give you some different stats. I mean, like under the year in nineteen was it nineteen sixty nine when they picked Joe Green? The year before they were terrible. I I don't I don't recall that senator. But I don't I, don't I know it's the biggest that. it's the biggest spread Steelers since that Super Bowl when they oh, played no, no, the no, Cowboys. No, no. It's, it's it's the it's it's the it's the Super Bowl it's the it's the Super Bowl era I think. I don't. Sixty nine is a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't. I mean, but I, you're gonna have to give me some specifics on like what their spreads are. I, well, I mean, I'm just I'm guessing, but they were had some really bad teams. But this certainly the biggest Steelers spread since um, when they lost to the Cowboys. The Steelers are the only teams since the 1970 AFL NFL merger. This is from uh, a website called CBSSports.com. 
Never to be at least 14-point underdogs per ESPN the last time the Steelers were this big of underdogs in Super Bowl 30 when they were 13.5-point dogs. 13.5, yeah. yeah. But they've never been 14-point dogs. So history being made. Also, of note, the under, 3-0 and in all Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott, slash William & Mary, slash Ryan Wilson Bowl matchups. Steelers, um, oh, by the way, uh, Kenny Pickett, three picks in the last game. PFF actually gave him zero turnover-worthy throws. Yeah, they were they were those one went off Friar Moose hands, one was on the end of the game, and the other one should have been picked. He he played well. Yeah. Uh, and and I like him, by the way. I think he's got that it factor to him. Well, if he goes to the Buffalo and throwing him to the wolves, no, you're not. If he's a phase by if it, no matter how he plays, if he's phased by it, he drafted the wrong guy. And I don't think he's gonna be phased by it. I don't think he's gonna win the game. 14 points is a large number. I will lay it because I think the Bills offense will move the football. Um, and I think their pass rush will get after him a bit. But I don't love the game, but I'll take Buffalo. I can't see Pittsburgh's offense scoring much, even against a beat-up Buffalo defense, because they played well against two good offenses, and this Pittsburgh offense hasn't been good. I know they're going to a new quarterback, and maybe he's the spark they need, but I just don't trust them right now. Buffalo's offense wasn't as good versus Baltimore's the previous week, but I'm not really worried about them. Um, I don't want to play the 14. I would only look to the underdog in the sense, but I didn't want to play it because I could see Buffalo just scoring a bunch and covering a big number. I didn't want to play the under because I could see Buffalo scoring enough to ruin the under against this defense that hasn't played well. I just can't see Pittsburgh's offense covering their team total of 16 and a half. So if I was going to look at in this game, I would look to under 16 and a half points for the Steelers, but that's just Ooh. a lean. That's a good look. I've got the under 46 and a half as a best bet. I'm going to ride the Tom and McDermott. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, Sean McDermott will run it up on Mike Tomlin. Uh, I do think the Bills will win. I think they'll cover. I think they'll win easily. Um, they have allowed seven points in the second half this season. Seven. So if you are thinking about making a second half bet, or you can bet on the second half, um, click on half there, Billy, real quick, and just see if you can bet. Um, see, I'm assuming you can bet on the second half. Now, they tip, well, they typically put that out, I believe, at halftime. Well, right, but I mean, sometimes you can bet on the second half before. Scroll down to see if there's a second half line. Sometimes, sometimes there's a second half line before the game. I, I, I agree with you. That usually, it is the typically the um, no, maybe not. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> oh. You get a money line. Yeah, not going to lay minus three fifty five on the on the Bills second half. Uh, but you can, yeah. So anyway, look for, look for the second half. They only allowed seven points in the second half. Good adjustments. The Bills also have the most wins, twelve of them. By 14-plus points as the start of 2021, the next closest is seven wins by 14-plus points. I will take the under 46.5 here. Buffalo is a dominant team, and they're going to flex on the Steelers at home, but he won't run it up on his good buddy from William & Mary. Give me the under. Texans at the Jaguars. Jaguars minus seven. The Jacksonville Jaguars are seven-point favorites. Speaking of history, Pete, Jaguars minus seven. My, my, my. They, haven't, they haven't beat the Texans since 2017. Is that real? Is that right? Yeah, I I think so. Hey, it's your stat, bro. <laughs> I, I I think so. the last time they beat him, I lived there. By the way, people are suggesting that you were putting up your milk money in the 1950s to bet on uh, professional football. Is that true? I wasn't even around in the, the 1950s. I was I a glean yeah. in my I was a glean in my daddy's eye. <laughs> oh, it's a dark glean. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I look. Jacksonville after that loss last week. I thought they played terrible football and still were in the game, which is amazing. If Trevor Lawrence hits the shot to Agnew and makes it 21-0 in the second quarter, I think that game's different. 
Um, it wasn't. They lost. And Lawrence turned the ball over. He won't turn the ball over here. Uh, the only concern is, is the Texans running Pierce a bunch. That could be a problem. But I'm going to take Jacksonville on a teaser. I'm going to tease it down to minus minus one. Yeah, Lawrence had a terrible game against Philly, but not going to fumble four times very often. That's not predictive. Um, so you can't count on that. And they played well otherwise. Houston's offense isn't actually terrible. Had six and a half yards per play against the Chargers. They just need to start finding a way to have early success because they get down big in these games. And then they, they you know, pad their stats, but they haven't played very well. Houston's defense not doing anything well right now. I thought they were a decent defense coming in, but they don't look very good. So I think the Jacksonville offense carries the day here. I'd be okay playing the seven, but it does look like it's at Jaguars are minus seven plus 100. It looks like it wants to tip over to six and a half. And if it does tip over to six and a half, I'm going to play Jacksonville. Uh, where, where would you fall in Survivor this week, RJ? Is there some? There's a lot of lot of seven point spreads. The Bills obviously are a pretty good look. The Jack. I mean, this is where you know if you, yeah, if you, if you're still alive, you think you. I mean, you have to be thinking Jaguars too, right? Yeah, it really depends on what teams you have available. Um, I actually put up a Survivor article on Sportsline and gave kind of laid out the the top options um, and kind of said if you plan to use them, here's here's the fallout for each, you know. And the reason I'm not playing the Bills is because I want to save them for Week 14 when they play the Jets, and there's only one other good matchup there: Cowboys at home against the Texans. And you figure, oh, I'll just use the Cowboys there. Well, I want to use the Cowboys in Week Eight against the Bears at home, and there's like no other good matchup. So it's just kind of a thing where you have to plan out, especially if you're in the bigger Survivor pools, plan out. Survivor the whole year. So that's why I didn't want to use the bills here. Um, I think Jacksonville is probably going to be my play. There's not going to be another time I want to use them for the rest of the year, really, except maybe at Houston. Um, but obviously you prefer to use them here. Um, the other one that was in the in play for me is Tampa Bay at eight and a half. I think that line should be double digits. Um, but the problem with Tampa Bay is that I want to use them next week when they're at Pittsburgh. And then mm-hmm. um, there's not an, a lot of great options if you've already burned the Packers and the Rams like I have. Both those teams are at home and in easy, easier games next week. But I can't use them. So I got a plan to use Tampa. Hey, Brinson, here, here, here's the official, ready? The official Texans Jaguars rundown. They beat them six straight times from 14th to 17. The Texans did. They lost to them twice in 17. And then they've won eight straight. Eight straight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. What, what would you do if that's crazy? What would you do, RJ, if you, if you had a, Hypothetically, you had um, a league a survivor pool where you had eight teams remaining. Then you don't have to plan plan to be you know alive in week fourteen, week sixteen because probably not going to happen. So I think you're okay then using the bills there um, and not having to, you know, not having to save them that late. You just kind of want to make sure you're staying alive to week. 10, 11, 12. Um, so yeah. you might have to scramble a bit toward the end of the year if if two or three people do really well. But I think you're safe for using the bills in that sense. Yeah, that's that's sort of where my head was at. Um, because if yeah, if if you if you're in a big like if you're in the circuit survivor, mm-hmm. you know you're you have to be thinking you have to be thinking more creative. You know, be a little more creative with your thinking. Maybe go Jaguars. Um, I like I I uh, I don't have a best bet in this game. I believe I took the the Texans just seem like an obvious against spread pick here for me. I mean, it's seven points. Like I love the Jaguars. I'm driving the Jaguars bandwagon. I'm Mister Jacksonville this year. Took Pete's job, but like seven is just too much for a division rivalry game. Um, Plus the history, the history. I mean, come on. Exactly. I mean, if they finish Um, off that game and don't fumble it away against the Eagles and they beat the Eagles on the road, what's, what's the number then? 
10? Nine. Nine and nine, a half. 10, yeah. 12. So, I mean, <laughs> that would be 12. It would be nine, nine and a half, 10. It would be 10. Be 10. So if you don't think that those that fumbling issue is predictive and you think that they could have won that game, you know, you can kind of think of them as, why is this line not nine? Well, it's not predictive because you know, they're just not going to play in Hurricane Ian all the time. You know, it's funny. I do that. I do that radio show with Baselli. He's by the way. He's getting his ring this week. It's a big deal. Uh, tickets are some of the tickets are seventy one dollars. His Hall of Fame ring. But Monday night, some fan asked me, uh, "What would be your first question to Trevor Lawrence after the game <laughs> when he fumbled four times?" And I, I said, I would have walked over to him and said, "Did you drop anything when you were getting dressed?" <laughs> 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 and Baselli said, "Exactly like that." <laughs> That's great. We got to loosen, loosen it up a little. Bit. Oh, you got a little loose, huh? Go little Red Bull. <laughs> get loose. RBV. Get loose. RBV. <laughs> uh, Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks minus eight and a half over under. Oh, nine and a half now on Caesars, which I still would be fine with. Uh, for over under 48 and a half. Tom Brady is 10 and 0 all time against the Falcons. The only quarterbacks. Oh, Pete. Uh, do you, do you know this? If, if you do know it, don't just we'll just move on. If not, there are four quarterbacks who are without a loss all time versus single team, double digits without a loss all time, including the playoffs. Tom Brady against the Falcons is one. Can you name any of the other three? I'll give you a hint. One of them played so long ago that you were probably only ten years old. So, how many uh, how many games? Minimum. At least ten. At least ten games. Yes. Tom Brady's uh, fourth all time. He's fourth all time, boy. I'd have to think about that. Read him off to me, though. I'll be curious. I'll tell you, it's uh, Otto Graham. I wasn't 10, so you you threw me off with that one. Otto Graham, 12 and 0 all time versus the Cardinals. Andrew Luck, 11 and 0 all time versus the Titans. And John Elway, 11 and 0 all time against the Patriots. Wow. That's good. Um, Brady has an 8.5 yards per pass attempt. And in the regular season, not including the playoffs, if he were to have two touchdowns and zero interceptions in this game, he would have 28 touchdowns and three interceptions all time against the Falcons, which would be a tough pill to swallow. I have the, I have the Buccaneers as a best bet at, uh, at eight and a half. Obviously, eight and a half better than nine and a half, but I think they blow him out. I think we get angry Tom Brady in this game. What's a UP? Yeah, I had him as part of my second part of my teaser at minus two and a half, and now it's at three and a half. It kind of changes it, but I'll keep it because I'm with you. I think this you, is a you bad still get two and a half because that's what we 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 put our. I mean, that's where we put our bets. In okay, here. all right, yeah. So I, I like Tampa Bay minus the two and a half. I, I I'm with you. I think I I don't like laying big numbers like that usually, but I think they're going to pound them here. This is a bad spot for the Falcons. Yeah, I also have him as a second leg of my teaser at minus two and a half. If you want to tease the Packers like I did, I mean, I would make the second leg of the teaser the Commanders now and tease them up to eight and a half. Um, if you can't put this tight, this Bucks in because you obviously don't want to tease and not get through the three. Bucks coming off a tough loss at home, came against potentially the best team in the NFL. Now they're after, off of back-to-back losses at home, actually. And having healthy receivers is going to be huge for them. Atlanta caught a few early breaks against Cleveland we were talking about uh, earlier, and the offense played well for them late to put that game away. But completing seven passes won't cut it against Tom Brady when he has his full full you know cadre of receivers here. And the elite Tampa Bay rush defense um, is going to is going to make the pass game step up for Atlanta. You know. 
and they lost their best running back, obviously, to the IR. Um, Atlanta's defense allowed 400-plus yards to both Seattle and Cleveland. Not impressive at all. Thought that that was actually the strength of the team, and it has not been. So um, I think, uh, like you, that it's going to be a big blowout here for Tampa. I would tease it down to two and a half, like using them in Survivor if you want. Like I said, you don't have to worry about about saving them for, for next week because you have the Rams or you have the Packers. Um, are you uh, are you opposed to uh, doing a seven point teaser? I don't love uh, seven point you, teasers. I don't love the the points there. I mean, yeah. if unless you have another like nine and a half line, but I don't think there's one that you. I, I was going to throw in uh, Vikings, Packers, and Buccaneers. What was that? Not my house. Sounds like my my uh, fire alarm's going off. Mine went off today for a while. Mm. Uh, you can. If you need to turn it off, you can. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that's one, the building's fire alarm. Ah, right. It's minus 140 for a uh, seven point teaser, which is pretty juicy. But I agree, like that, the eight and a half to nine and a half is a pretty big deal for well, We have it at two and a half, though. Yeah, yeah. You're going to keep it at two and a half because that's where you put it in. At. Right. I'm just saying right. that, or making sure that people who are listening to the podcast or watching the podcast are not doing a teaser where it's it's the Buccaneers minus three and a half to be just right. to be clear. Um, I think, I think Angry Tom is coming. I do too. Oh. I think angry defense is coming too. Public, I mean, pu- the public stuff with like the, the Giselle stuff is, uh, yeah, the, the at home stuff is is not not our business, but he is he is a public figure and it's being made public. And I think Tom will be angry and he will come out and take it out of the on the Falcons, Lions at the Patriots, Patriots minus three over under forty five and a half. Maybe time this maybe this may be the end of the Lions over run. I believe they're four and zero to the over so far this season. I actually have the Patriots as a best bet minus three. The Lions are the Patriots are the second best team by DVOA in terms of running the football. The Lions are the worst team at football or second worst team at football against stop, at stopping the run. I think Bill Belichick gets uh, is that Matt Patricia revenge game too, Pete? If you were aware of that, he's oh, going he's he's to coach this offense harder against his old team. I like the Patriots too this week. I, I I just this Lions defense is pathetic. I mean, it's on pace for the all-time worst ever in terms of points. They can't stop anybody. I know they're going to adjust a little bit. I think Aaron Glenn. I mean, I thought he was a really good coach, but he's got to learn how to stay out of the cover zero with those corners the way they are. They're getting torched. So I I think this is a good spot for the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots minus the points. I am lean Lions. <laughs> um rj rj has a fire alarm situation he leans the lions um that makes me feel not great the line is uh minus three minus 120 now so it looks like it's going to go maybe sliding towards the patriots but I, I don't i don't know if we'll get three and a half as i mentioned the total has actually dropped from 47 and a half down to 45 and a half i think that indicates what kind of game they expect from bill belichick and the patriots in, in this matchup and it will be a little less high scoring uh particularly since I believe Brian Hoyer's been ruled out, so it's either Bailey Zappi or uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones being there would be a bit surprising. Chargers, minus three at the Browns, and over under a 47.5, Pete. Yeah, again, this is a team that's playing back-to-back road games. I usually don't like that outside the division. Um, But, you know, look, we thought the offensive line would be a disaster. That Salyer kid went in there and played really well for them. The rookie at left tackle held up. Um, and, and I think they're going to be able to score. I think the Browns' defense, I know they get guys back, but the, the Browns' defense isn't good, particularly on the back end. They've been giving up a lot of a lot of big plays. I think it's a good spot for Herbert. I'll take the Chargers uh, in this game minus the points. Best bets on the Browns. 
It's actually a line is slid to plus two and a half. I like the Browns as well. I almost made them a best bet. I'm taking the over as a best bet. Uh, I believe that these two teams combined for the, the a game that featured the most points of any NFL game last year. It was like 57-52 or like 49-42 or whatever. What, what, it, was, it was a crap ton of points. Um, if you, oh yeah, thank you, RJ. If you look at, um, as you point out, point out, Pete, the Browns are susceptible to big pass plays. That's what the Chargers do best. The, the Chargers are susceptible to big run plays. That's what the Browns do best. So I love some kind of combination, some DFS situation where you get uh, Nick Chubb plus, you know, Herbert, and then you add in Big Mike or, you know, Gerald Everett, something like that. Uh, maybe you can even slide in some Amari Cooper. This game should be a shoot. It'd be a sneaky shootout. I was giving him, he just dropped off too. So we're just a complete mess, but I was giving him the thumbs up because the alarm finally went off. Yeah. So I'm going to back up my, my Browns plus three, a best bet chargers defense, 31st in rush yards per play. Cleveland's offense had 170 plus rush yards in all four games. We know they come in wanting to run the ball um, and the chargers just can't defend the run. Cleveland's defense allowed only seven completions to Atlanta. Uh, so you want to run the ball on them. Chargers rush offense last in yards per play at 2.74. Um, even though they have a good running back, it's just, it seems like the offense running the ball is give it to Michelle and he'll fall into the middle of the pile. Um, I feel much better about Cleveland if Garrett or Clowney are back. I know Garrett returned to practice on Wednesday. I believe he was limited, so that would be great. But I just love the matchup with that offense, the Cleveland rush offense against the Chargers defense. Cleveland's taken a lead into the fourth quarter in all four games. They just have to learn how to finish these games. Tough travel spot for Chargers, like you were saying, after at Houston last week. Look ahead was Chargers minus one and a half. I don't think we should move them up one and a half points for beating Houston. I don't think we moved Cleveland down for that, that loss either because they played well in that game. Just, you know, unfortunate circumstances with n- not converting the fourth down um, close to the goal line, fumbling in their own territory, things like that. So that's why I like Cleveland plus three as a best bet at two and a half. I still like it. If you want to make that the other, the other leg of the teaser, I think that's fine. I actually think Cleveland should probably be favored in this game. So let's move to the next one. Um, Brinson, we just finished Browns. Now that you're back, if you want to set up the Bears at Vikings, minus seven, total of 44. Yeah, uh, Bears at uh, Vikings, minus seven. Actually, you just set it up. Go ahead, Pete. Talk about the Bears and the Vikings. (laughs) Do I have to? No, I mean, look, (laughs) the Vikings actually played pretty good football. I still worry about their defense a lot, but this offense is bad. Uh, The offensive line is awful. Uh, he takes too many shots. They don't have a lot of weapons. They can run the ball. We saw the Vikings got run on a little bit last week. That gives me a little pause here. But I'm going to take Minnesota. I don't love the game, but I would take Minnesota minus the points. I have Minnesota minus seven as a best bet. Minnesota's quick UK trip. I was worried about that for the game in the UK. And then there's playing at a weird, weird time for them. But I think it helps this week because the players' body clocks didn't get to adjust. It was just a little bit longer business trip than usual. They're back. There's, there's, their routine isn't messed up that much. Chicago just can't protect Justin Fields. 23.9% sack rate. That's almost double the next worst team. Uh, so they barely throw the ball. And when they do, he gets sacked. So no wonder that he can't get any pass attempts because he's just getting sacked every play. Chicago's defense can't stop the run. And and it's hard to mount a second half comeback if you can't get the ball. I mean, how are they not able to get in that game and uh, win the game when the Giants don't have a quarterback? And they just know it's going to be Saquon Barkley running the ball. you got to be able to stop him and then go and get the win. Minnesota also has a solid home field. So if this Chicago line, if Chicago is actually bad, this line should be like minus 10 to me. So that's why I think Minnesota minus seven was a, was a bad number. It's seven and a half minus 120 for the Minnesota now, which means it's probably going up. So I think you got to jump on it now because it's only going to go up from here. Yeah, I agreed. Um, I have uh, my first ever Pick 6 Podcast teaser. 
Minnesota. I teased them down to uh, minus one. I'll reveal uh, in, in a minute the the other the other pick. Um, you can still obviously tease them to one and a half, and I think you'd be fine with that. Um, you see it minus seven and a half, minus one twenty. This line is going to keep moving. Justin Fields in his career four as a starter four point two interception rate. That's the worst through fourteen starts since Deshaun Kaiser in two thousand seventeen, and Justin Fields as a starter. 13.4 sack rate, which is the worst through 14 starts since David Carr in 2002. So you, be, I mean, like, and I, I'm not saying that's all on Justin Fields, but right. man, I mean, like, he, sorry, it tells you that like they've given him no help because if you, no- you you get an intercepted because you don't have receivers you can throw to, and you get in sack because you don't have offensive linemen, and he misses guys. Don't get me wrong, but he's, right. I think he's sure. they're beating the daylights out of that kid. Do you think that there's a um, chance? Uh, uh, I threw this theory out before the season, or I didn't throw it. I didn't throw it out. I was, I, I heard people mention it. Do you think there's a chance that this new regime is like, whatever, like we're going to put fields up against, like, just give fields nothing. If he stinks, we're going to draft somebody else. Like, do you think they, no, okay. no. So you think not. they like fields? Yeah. Depends okay. how they finish. I mean, what if they have the number one pick? Exactly. I mean, they didn't, which, which guy are you taking? I don't Devin, know, but they, the Perry. regime has no loyalty to Fields. I mean, they didn't take him, so who cares? Yeah. You know, if you want to go and get your guy and you're convinced whoever, Stroud or Young, whoever's yeah, going to be I, I, just, I mean, okay, you could take whoever and put him in the, that offense right now. I don't care who it is. You could take Tua, Teddy, who, any of these Tom guys. Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're going to get obliterated. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, the Bears, since 2021, 4-12 against the spread. As an underdog, that is the worst record in the NFL, besting the Commanders, Jets, and Panthers. They failed to cover their last four division games, an underdog in each of those. They've lost outright in every game, obviously, as well. They've gotten, yeah, they've gotten beaten. And yeah, I like the Vikings in the spot. Um, I, I think pretty good luck for by RJ for the Vikings minus seven. And if you like the Vikings at all, you should jump on it now because, as we, as you can see clearly, it is moving in that direction. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back. More best bets from week five next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Titans minus two and a half at the Commanders over under 42 and a half, Pete. Oh my gosh, down to one and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm a glutton. I mean, I ruined my picks column. Why do I keep taking the stinking... Danny Snyder's fabulous football team. Like, what is wrong? I mean, I'm a. I had them as the best bet a couple of weeks ago, and they were dreadful. And I'm going back to the well. 
because I think this is just a good spot for them. And their season's on the line. Let's be real. The desperation play was in work last week with the Raiders. I worked a couple weeks ago with the Colts. It worked for the Titans when they played at home. I think this is a spot for them. Same situation. Have to have it. And the Titans are playing consecutive road games. And that can be tough on anybody. And and they're coming off a big win on the road against a division rival. So I think they're not as sharp here. So I'm going to take the Commanders uh, plus the points. And I think they win the game outright. And I don't think Tennessee is a good enough team that you expect them to go and win back-to-back road games. And the look ahead was pick them. And so, like, are, are these two teams two and a half points different than they were collectively last week? I don't think so. Washington's offense face planted last two weeks, but they had 28 and 27 points in their first two games. They can score when they're not facing elite defenses. And Tennessee's defense is 30th in pass yards per play. Looked mediocre versus Matt Ryan for the majority of that game. I know they got it big. And then um, Ryan kind of turned it on late second quarter and then uh, actually made a little bit of a game at the end. Uh, I think Tennessee's interior pass rush is a problem for Washington's offense, but Washington's edge rush could be a problem for Tennessee's offense too. I don't like their tackles. Um, so I have Washington plus two and a half as a best bet. Um, I, I actually put that in on sports line this morning and then it went to one and a half right away. I don't think I move the lines. I'm not like that, that sharp. I'm not putting these major bets in, but uh, maybe somebody's reading, reading my picks and they're, they're the guys moving the line. So uh, it was interesting to see that move, but yeah, I like the commanders. I just think it's a, a much better spot. For RJ line mover. The move of the shaker. It is entirely possible that somebody who bets huge at like Caesars is reading or is getting alerts from RJ's picks. Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. You'll get your first month for a dollar. Get all of RJ's picks and you can get alerted when they go up. Plus, you get that great Survivor article he referenced earlier, along with tons of other content and picks from great handicappers, all the people that we employ at CBS or Sportsline or whatever we call it. Uh, I used, you know, I used Pete. Pete actually worked at CBS Sports. The original, no, the original, the original was Sportsline. You worked at Sportsline.com, like the old Sportsline.com. God, you're old. Years ago in November. I know. Twenty-two. Yeah. And I'm making fun of Pete, it. Like, it's going to be 13 for me coming up soon. I don't know why Pete's CBS career has been legally able to drink for the last year, which probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> Seahawks and believe me, and believe me he does <laughs> I like you refer to your career in the third person <laughs> this guy gets after it I tell you what he does. he does Seahawks at the Saints Saints minus 5 over under 46 Pete Saints to me are one of the biggest disappointments so far this year I thought they'd be really good particularly on defense they haven't been that I think this is a game to show that I know Seattle's played well passing the ball. Geno Smith's numbers are outrageous. But this is a spot where you have back-to-back road games again, and I think you're going – You know, New Orleans' place is going to be jumping. They, they have to have this game, and I think that defense will get it for them. They get Kamara back. That's big. Uh, I think they'll find a way to cover the number. I'll take the Saints as one of my best bets. Yeah, I want to love the Seahawks here, but a tough travel spot after at Detroit last week. So maybe the offense gets is a little, you know, rusty and, and isn't at their top efficiency. And the New Orleans defense shows up. New Orleans defense is 20th in scoring despite good red zone numbers. And the thing that worries me about them is Seattle can hit big plays. So they don't even need to get in the red zone with some of these plays that they're doing somehow. Um, New Orleans offense had 5.9 yards per play last week without their number one quarterback, number one running back, and number one receiver, which tells you, you know, why is A, why is Andy Dalton not starting it when he's healthy over a hurt? Jameis, you know, why are you throwing Jameis out there? But that offense can score. And Seattle, I think we need to treat them like the Lions. Like, just you need a reason not to take the over in their games. 
Um, their defense is 32nd in yards per play. They're two Denver goal line fumbles away from allowing 27 plus points in four straight games. Mm. So if, if Denver just gets plunges one more yard into the offense into the end zone in those games, um, Seattle's defense is uh, completely you know hopeless. Seattle's offense third in yards per play, top five in both rushing and passing. Geno PFF's number one quarterback. We know how historically great his opening run has been, and uh, it's probably not going to you know, it can't continue. You know, no quarterback can do that. But interesting for Seattle that you played the little sounder last week when I said Seattle upgraded a quarterback and when I was taking Seattle and turns out I was right. So I mean, um, Gino Smith has been better than Russell Wilson this year. That's just, just, by, by by there's no, argue. you can't argue it. He's been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, just like I test stats, whatever, like anything you want to do. That's what so I, mean. I got best bet over 46 is, is the play. I was leading up to that, but best bet order over 46. Yeah. I like that over as well. Um, I've got the Seahawks plus five and a half is the best bet. Um, I, I think the Seahawks are live to win this division, by the way. I, I mean, the Rams. I mean, the Cardinals and Rams aren't good, aren't very good. Seattle's defense stinks. Yeah, they need they, the defense. They stink. That is for sure. Um, I still think they'll keep it within uh, within five points. It'll be a close game. Probably be a shootout. I, I don't hate the over at all. Cowboys at Rams. Rams minus five and a half over under 42 and a half. I have the Cowboys as the best bet here. Um, probably it was a – it was a, I put him in, I took him out, put him back in. I just think the offensive line issues for the Rams are going to be a big, big problem against with Dan Quinn, uh, the way he's utilizing Micah Parsons and how aggressively Micah Parsons can get to Matthew Stafford. Like they're going to have to, the the Rams offense is not going to do much against the Cowboys defense. And so it's going to come down to what will the Rams defense do against, you know, Cooper Rush and and crew. Obviously they should not play Dak Prescott in this game. I don't think they will. Um, But uh, I've got the Cowboys as the best bet. I've, I was kind of on the fence about it a little bit, Pete. I like the Rams. Uh, I know it's a big number. It looks way bloated, but this is a team coming off a bad loss. I know it's a short week, but Sean McVay is too good a coach. They'll get back going again. Here's the other thing. Uh, Cooper Rush, backup quarterbacks usually have three games. By the fourth game, you become who you are. And I think this might be the game where he starts becoming who he is. And and for that reason, I'm going to take the Rams minus the points. Yeah, and uh, I think it might be a good spot here for Rams defense too, because you know, like you're saying, and a little bit of pressure here because he knows that he only he his ticking time clock, you know, to 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 be the starter here because they're not going to stick with him over Dak. Um, so was that will that pressure catch up to him against what should be a good defense that hasn't been great? Um, look ahead was Rams minus seven. I typically fade a big line move like that. We can see it looks like the pros are starting to do that because it was down to four and a half. Now it's back up to five and a half. Um, but the Rams offense looks mediocre now. They're thirty first in yards per play ahead of only Washington, and I don't want to trust that team against this Dallas defense. So I'm just a lean Dallas, but I don't love it either way. Fine for me. Don't feel good about it. Uh, big goes to the Ravens. Ravens minus three over under 48 and a half. This is Sunday night football. I'm just going to get to it, Pete. We, uh, we were square losers on the bills and the Ravens over last week. We knew it. We said it. He said, this is such a square pick and we don't care. Uh, are we going to go back? But to you the know ball? what? If he, if he scores the touchdown, do you think the bills go get one and we get the over? Yes. Yeah. So, so the, weather, the weather was really bad. Like it was a but, lot. And you weren't that far away from it. Yeah. You really weren't. Okay. All right. So we're smart. So we're geniuses now. So I'm, being, I'm being, I'm going back to the chalk. I'm Let's taking the over as the, the best bet here. I mean, Joe Burrow lights them up. They can't stop anybody. They're terrible on defense. I, I think, and Lamar Jackson will get his. We know he will. Um, and so I'm just going to go back to the over. I'm taking the, the over in this game as one of my best bets. 
Yeah, I think Baltimore's offense bounces back also. Since he's D is solid, but they're not racking up sacks. Since he's offense, 30th in yards per play, so not very good at hitting these explosive plays, which is weird considering their receivers. Um, but they're second in time of possession and good on third downs. They're they're keeping drives alive. Um, so it's it's kind of like the opposite of what I figured the the Cincy offense would be. Um, Baltimore's D 28th in sack rate. If they're not getting pressure, then that helps out that Cincy line that's been the the uh, Achilles heel of that team so far. I feel like this could go either way. I think Cincy's stock is a little higher, and the look ahead was Baltimore three and a half. So I think for the true value of these teams, the lean is going to be to the Baltimore side. Yeah, I, I like Baltimore a little bit, but again, you know, Joe Burrow, first player with two 400-yard passing games versus a single team in a season uh, all time last year, 941 passing yards against the Ravens, most by any quarterback versus any team in a season in NFL history, um, 18 30-yard touchdowns uh, since the start of last year, the most in the NFL for the Bengals, five of those against the Ravens, and 16 30-yard touchdowns allowed since the start of last season by the Ravens, the most in the NFL. So it sets up for big play Joe and lots of points. Pete and I have the over 48 and a half, and it's come down a half point since last night, of course. Oh, well, I like the Ra- I like the, the, the Ravens a little bit here. Raiders at the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Chiefs minus seven, over under 51. Um, I mentioned earlier I had the Vikings in a teaser. The Chiefs are the other leg of that teaser. Vikings and Chiefs, both at minus one, basically just win to cash my first ever Pick 6 Podcast uh, Pick Six podcast teaser. Uh, Pete, what say you on this game? Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I, I know, look, the Raiders were better last week, but the Chiefs look like they're getting into gear on offense. I, I, there's some history here that, that the, you know, usually the Raiders won there. What was that? How many years ago was that? Three years ago, I think they won there. But I'm still. It's the only time. It's the only time they won. They honked the horn as they rode yeah. around the stadium. Yeah. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the points. Uh, that's a big number. So I, if I did use them in anything, like you said, I would probably have teased them down. But I'm going to take the Chiefs. I have a best bet minus seven. I don't think the number's big enough. Chiefs might be the best team in the league um, over Buffalo right now, the way Buffalo's playing. Right now I have both of them eight points above average as co-best teams in the league. So if eight points above average and this is only seven, that means on a neutral field, Vegas has to be one point better than average. I don't think Vegas is an above average team uh, despite them getting their first win. So now you put it in, in Arrowhead and then now the line should be nine and a half, ten. You know what I mean? I don't think the Raiders can stop the Chiefs offense at all. I think if Perryman's not back from concussion, Chiefs offense could score 40 and the Chiefs defense is good enough to limit the Raiders um they're giving up a lot of points but they're eighth in yards per play I think the scoring is going to come down for them so Chiefs minus seven by the time we get to Monday I can't see it staying on seven so I play it yep take the Chiefs now gonna move up uh I I would I don't mind the Chiefs as the best bet at all like I said I haven't a teaser but uh, if I didn't I would think about KC minus seven Eagles minus five at the Cardinals over under 49 Pete uh, I like the Eagles. I don't love them. I think this is a tough spot for a team, with particularly with Dallas on tap next week. They mm. might be looking ahead a little bit. Um, but I, I think they'll find a way to win the game. I think Arizona is bad. I know they played better last week, but Baker Mayfield helped that cause. I'll take Philly. Yeah, I like Philly too. It's a good game for Arizona's defense last week, or is it more just playing Baker and company? So I don't trust that Arizona defense at all um, because I think any defense is going to play well against that offense. They're still 27th in yards per play. Philly's number one in pass yards per play. They should throw all over Arizona. Um, so maybe the only concern here is Philly's offensive line injuries. Maybe that matters, but this isn't a matchup because Arizona's defense is 32nd in sack rate. Um, so, so I think they could still have success no matter who's on that line. So I think Philly – that's just a tough spot for them. We know they've been one of the best teams in the league with their record. Now they got to go out West. It just seems like too easy to take them. They figure they're going to have some struggles at some point, but uh, you know, all things considered, I would lean to Philly. Yeah. I would lean Philly here as well. It's like, you just see the way they flex on teams, even on the road as favorites. And it's just, it's hard to go 
against the Eagles in the spot. Don't have a best bet. The 49ers minus six and a half at the Panthers over under 39. Disgusting. The Panthers are the most unwatchable team in professional football. And they are getting a D'Amico Ryan, who, by the way, Pete should probably be a head coach. Um, it will be after the season. The 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 fewest the 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 Forty Nineers are allowing three point eight yards per play this season. Is the fewest yards per play allowed by any team through four games since two thousand eight? If you look at it, it's like the two thousand one Ravens, two thousand eight Ravens, two thousand six Ravens. By the way. Go Baltimore, get one. 2008 Steelers and 22 49ers are the teams on this list, and the Panthers' offense is disastrous. It's it's hard. It would be really hard to back the Panthers here, I think. Yeah, it would be hard to back the Panthers. The only thing is, short week coming off a big win, now you got to travel across the country, but I don't care. I think that defensive line will just dominate, and I, I will lay the points. I don't. It's not a best bet or anything, but I would lay the points. The spot screams take Carolina here at home, plus six and a half. Team coming east off that Monday. Everything says take Carolina. Just cannot do it. No confidence in the Carolina offense versus this defense that's been so good. Um, I think the line's probably fair. Just if this was on a uh, without those extenuating circumstances, if you just put these two teams in a matchup within Carolina's home, I think the line's fair. Throw them in. I probably lean Carolina, but I just cannot play them. Yeah, you can't play the Panthers. Panthers are un- unwatchable no. and, and just a terrible football team, particularly on offense. All right, uh, that will do it for us. That is all the games that we have covered. RJ, you have a couple of look-ahead uh, bets for next week. Or one. Yeah, just okay, – sorry. Just one. It's Chiefs as a pick them against the Bills. I just said that I have them even um, in my power ratings. I don't. I guess that's not the perception that they're they're even because at home the Chiefs should be favored if they were even. Um, so that's why I like them there. The thing about it though is the Chiefs do play on Monday, so the Bills are probably going to go out and, and roast the the Steelers, and uh, maybe the Bills end up favored. So maybe you don't play it right now with the pick them. It just seems like this line, if the Chiefs go out and take care of business on Monday, is going to end up closing with the Chiefs being favored. I I would agree with that. Um... All right, do you, Pete? Can you quickly read off your best bets, or do I need to scroll through and read it and, and snare them? Because I don't have, I don't have. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I, I'll, 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 I'll get him. I'll get him uh, really quickly. Uh, Pete's uh, Jets plus three. Pete has a teaser with the Jaguars minus one and the Bucks minus two and a half. He has the uh, Commanders plus two and a half. The Saints minus five. The Ravens the over forty eight and a half. And RJ's it. best bets are a teaser with Green Bay minus two and Tampa Bay minus two and a half. He has the, uh, uh, yeah, so that's the teaser. He has the Browns plus three, the Vikings minus seven, the Commanders plus two and a half, the over 46 in the Saints game, the Saints Seahawks game, and Casey minus seven. My best bets are Browns over 47 and a half, Bucks minus eight and a half, Steelers under 46 and a half, Patriots minus three, Seahawks plus five and a half, Ravens over 48 and a half. We have a lot. Cowboys plus five and a half and a teaser with the Vikings minus one and the Chiefs. Wow, he's going for it this week, isn't he? It really sounds desperate. I didn't actually didn't realize I was at four and one when I put together this <laughs> desperation uh, platter that I've, that I've managed to assemble. <laughs> but here we what are. What can go wrong? What, what could go wrong? That's right. All right, that'll do it for the Best Bet Show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Pete, for RJ, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.